This is the Creative Code Budapest podcast. My name is Declan Hannigan, and I'm joined today by my good friend, artist and musician, Jerome Lee Tiaute. So Jerome, I know a lot about you, but maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Where do you come from originally, and uh, how did you end up here in Budapest? Um, well, I was born on Reunion Island, as you, you mentioned it, and actually I, I was raised over there. And then I tr- came to Europe for my studies, like in, uh, in, uh, in Paris, traveled a bit, and uh, it's been about 12 years that I'm in Budapest now. And when we first met, um, we, we met on, on the set of a film that I was making, um, but you were not working full-time as a musician at that stage. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing then. Yeah, um, well, in Paris, I studied IT engineering, and so I was still, I would say, like in this kind of like a corporate multinational work as a project manager. Uh, I started, at, especially I started like in IT, we start with software coding and engineering anyway, so yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting the journey to go from you know IT software engineer because you completely left that world, and uh, yeah. you went straight to being a musician, which with with almost zero technology at that stage, right? Yeah, I, I actually at that t- stage I was like uh, at that time I was playing the violin, and so that's my main instrument. I would say I, I started uh, to learn it at a very early age. Um, I think about two two years old, right? And so. Yeah, that's what I knew. I was coming from classical music, actually, so it was a slow process, to be honest. I, I think that now that I look back, it seems like, oh, it could be that sudden, like in one year I became full-time musician, but no, it was actually like a very slow process, and it was like playing what I know first, is the violin musically. Then I had the chance to expand it to more, I would say, like um, different skills, uh, because... I had the chance to meet, and I learned a lot by, uh, I'm self-taught a lot of things, and actually I, I had the chance to meet different producers and musicians who introduced me actually to working with a, with a computer on music, and then I learned production, and then I went to actually like creating installations, which are more what I do nowadays. Hujum, tell me a little bit about the project that you're working on right now. Um, we actually have a premiere on the 7th of February and for this project called Vibrotanica. I know it's a, it's a bit of a funny word, but like we, we have fun finding this name like uh, with a friend of mine uh, because it's about vibration. So, and my friend is Italian and so uh, it was Vibere and Botanica, which is about the plants. Mm. So it's an immersive audiovisual experience. Well, it's, it's interesting that you went so far away from tech, but now, I mean, your setup here is very impressive. You have a very <laughs> a very ser- serious array of different kinds of processors and, and implements, but I, I noticed that violin is still sitting in the middle of the table. Yeah, I, I'm actually on this new project where I, again, blend things, and I still want, and that's a choice, to keep actually some symbols, I would say. Um, it's still, for me, the same thing. Technology is not that far from any all the things that we do naturally, if I would say. Um, if you, it's physics in, also, in a way also. Like if, you, if you think of the violin and the, the, the vibration, the resonance, like uh, you, you, you still have an oscillation. And so that I take this or that I take a synthesizer, like an analog one, which is using electricity, and it's still a wave. So uh, it's still an oscillation. So it's the same thing. I don't make that much difference between it, but... For me, it's important to find my, uh, my, the right level, like it's a personal choice, 
of how I would use each of them, technology and I would say more conventional things as uh, acoustic instruments. And it's the same actually like in how much I decide to use my bicycle or my car, <laughs> or I don't have a car, but like if I would have a if car. If you did. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, tell me then a wee bit about the new project, because you're taking a lot of those kind of concepts into this new project that you have. Yeah, this new project is actually like uh, built around this idea of blending things. Uh, I always had this actually in my working process, like I always use digital and acoustic, uh, even even when I compose for like uh, soundtracks or, or, or other for other projects. Um, this one is uh, the idea is that it's an immersive experience, and yes, this is something that everybody says. I know, <laughs> but at, I'm, I'm, this is I'm a bit tired to be honest. Also, to attend uh, concerts and shows, and it's still in stereo. <laughs> Uh, people have home cinemas that, like they have like a 5.1 or 7.1 kit like with the uh, at home to watch a movie and we still listen I mean I exaggerate but we still listen like in stereo the concerts the, it's great sound and no disrespect to the technical like yeah. uh, aspect of it but so this installation it's an audiovisual installation like so I will work on like multi-channel uh, sound sources and uh, and uh, and speakers, and I generate actually like the music from uh, the signal of plants. So yes, now it's it's hard to imagine now, especially and to describe it when I'm talking. But the idea would be that uh, again, linking uh, with different manners the natural aspect of things and. Uh, the technological aspect of things, and we are actually the human doing this. So I take the plants, I try to listen to them, and the way I do it is actually uh, listening to the conductivity, and then from analyzing the data, the control, uh, the control voltage, I mean, sorry, I actually like uh, would filter those data to interpret them. Then you can do whatever you want. And so the idea is that people would come to the show, I call it's a show, but it's also an installation because I uh, interpret musically on top of what the plants are generating, and also I invite uh, other artists to come and interpret their way with their means of expression, like dancers or uh, illustrators or painters. This the same question, which is, uh, what's your relationship with nature as society, as so as a critical mass in a way? Um, as an individual, and what's your responsibility? There's, there's no answer that I would give or that, that but, but the idea is that you would enter this experience and you do what you want and you're free of movement and you're free to touch the plants and you're free to, um, I don't know, express yourself and then to reflect if you want about this question. And um, so, because how many speakers do you have uh, in the installation itself? Um, for this one, I'm going to use uh, eight speakers. It's, okay, so it's a little. The experience will be a little bit different as you move around through the installation. Yes, definitely. For okay. Yes, yes, because um, this is like um, I w let me, I'm actually working then with the architecture of the building also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, there. That's that's also the. It's always this. How much technology do you use in your process? Do you need it all the time? Um, yes, there's. I'm, we always actually use the acoustic, the natural acoustic of a building when we're working in it or listening or just speaking now, right now. Um, and on top of this, then I have to 
listen to this building and I have to choose where to place the different speakers and how actually I decide which source uh, will project sounds in de a definite way. And, and especially what I'm trying to do is also to, um, this is artificial, I'm trying to recreate an atmosphere that I want you to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've chosen to use the plants as like the opening sounds and the opening inspiration. And I, is it, am I right saying that you're improvising from then on, that all the music is improvised there and then? Yes, yes. Like uh, uh, we are all improvising actually. <laughs> With the dancers so, as well? Yeah, the dancers also. So it's, it's quite risky. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I think that's, that's, that's what I like in a way. And um, uh, we still like, and again, it's always this game of like technology and human. Mm -hmm. We... Uh, start from a plant we transform actually this uh, vital signal into data the data are then interpreted in another technological way that could be visuals or that could be uh, sound and we use our ears again to listen to it which is natural mm -hmm. and then the extension of my body will be an instrument and I choose if I go through the to play the synthesizer or like uh, some uh, um, custom coded uh, instrument that I made, or the violin, and then again it transmits to mm -hmm. you know again same idea technology yeah. speaker ear so and that's how we improvise. But and it's all again it's all vibrations it's all like a signal. Yeah, but so you but you've been doing improvised music for a long time now as well. Like why why is it important to you? Do you think to use the improvisation like that? Because it's fun. <laughs> First answer. <laughs> Second answer is like uh, I come from classical classical music, like uh, which I think it's it's really good to know the basics. If I would say, um, I it's it's a bit of a funny thing in my life because I started more, mainly to play classical. Of course, I was interested in a lot of different genres, but you know. Uh, the more you grow up, the more you have the chance to discover things. So uh, it expanded, and I, when I arrived to Paris uh, uh, from Reunion Island to start my studies in engineering, then uh, I had no time anymore to play uh, classical music because you have to, like everything, you have to practice a lot. And uh, I didn't have like any connections with the music world in Paris. And uh, I started to play in a band uh, some friends from the university, the new friends, um, they started a, a, like an amateur band, of course, and they played rock music. So I was with my vine, and I was like, please, can I play? <laughs> and of course, I was like, uh, there was no partitions, there was no mm -hmm. uh, written music for me to play. We were doing covers, but... Yeah. <clears throat> And imagine we were doing Rage Against the Machines, <laughs> right. Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> and so on and so on. And so no violin, so I started to play but of course I was shy but that's that's how I started to improvise and yeah. basically improvisation for me it's also a lot of people ask me and I, I know that you also actually teach mm -hmm. improvisation and uh, some people would ask me especially classical musicians would come and say how do you improvise how do you start and for me the, the first answer is like okay I tell the story but I especially say that I think it's surrounded by a safe environment surrounded by people who don't judge what you do and you just try to have fun. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Because then it, it's always about like, uh, but maybe we're a bit drifting, but I'm finishing this. It's a bit also like, you, you call it a mistake, for instance, during a certain action, like when you play music, or I, I guess it's the same also when you act. Mm -hmm. 
but it's also depending in the very specific frame how you actually continue. Yeah. Or do you take the chance that this mistake then is not a mistake, but it's a change. Mm -hmm. And then from this change, you build up another narrative, yeah, or inspiration you, you develop then. it, or yeah. you pass the ball to another player, basically. And so this is really important for me because that's also what happened in my life, basically. I started to improvise because I was an engineer and then I was more working in the corporate world mm -hmm. and then I became an artist. So, uh, so when you talk about interdisciplinary as well, so collaboration is quite important to the work that you're doing and especially for this new project. Yeah, so if I actually like take again what I, I was mentioning about the improvisation, there's a frame. So I'm actually the humble architect of, of this frame. <laughs> And in this frame, I invite people to express themselves. So the first, uh, the first time we do this, uh, I invited uh, two dancers mm -hmm. uh, to try to, to, I mean, give us uh, their uh, interpretation of the, the, this topic. And then there will be also the second edition of this. There will be um, an actress. And we're going to work more about words and about actually the language, which is very sophisticated to, to do uh, and you know better than me and I, because this is this is fun for me because i am not an expert in what they do mm -hmm. but still we give a chance uh to to experiment basically mm -hmm. and uh, the last one uh for now which is planned uh, this summer is uh more about music but the relationship in a way for me it's a very personal show, sorry, like with classical music. So I'm mm -hmm. going to write. So this is less improvised, uh, but we'll see how much we can go. Yeah. I'm going to write for a string quartet and they're going to play actually along the, the other musicians. And especially because it's summer, finally, we can play this outside because the plants are living outside. <laughs> so we're going to get the signal from them from the forest. Um, directly, and you're going to play in the forest as well, but yes. in the summertime. Okay. Yes, the, this the, this uh, installation. I would like it to be outdoor because because it feels good to be outdoor, and and especially because um, it's a show about about plants in a way. So it's just easier to do it out. No, it's not easier, and we we all laughing like because this is definitely technically not easier, but. I think it gives a chance because it, it, this 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 show is also about like uh, um, calling for how much do you want to get outdoor? Do you, how much do you feel like you're missing the nature? This is my my question. This is personal, but of course you have your own, and everybody has their own. And so if if I decide as a, as a, I would say like as a provider of content, simply very strictly said, um, to give you the opportunity to come to a specific location outdoor, would you take the decision and go over there by yourself? How would you go? Yeah. <laughs> we come back to the same questions, but yeah, yeah so outdoor it's, it's, it's better. Yeah. Uh, but, also because, come, because I work with the, I like to keep the, the sound of the environment. So I would choose locations as much as possible, depending on like if I want to hear the river, if I want to, because this is more a soundscape work, but yeah, without recording it, it's there. So why don't we all go there? Yeah, well, I think that's the interesting thing about improvisation as well, kind of come back to that, is that it's always a different performance yeah. and it's always based in the here and the now. Yeah. And it happens and then it's gone. And I think that's really interesting. And I think, yeah, and I think that's why I like this word experience. Mm. Because it's an experience. You keep it with you, but you have, in a way, you have to live it. So I really... 
Uh, of course, I think because of and also like um, the people who know me also like um, they are usually asking me like okay, but you're doing like a recording of the show and you're doing like a multi-channel like uh, um, show. So the recordings, are you doing it multi-channel also? Which is something I like to do, but sadly, people would e would listen to it anyway with only two speakers, like headphones or two speakers. Mm -hmm. So, or, or and I can do it also in DTS, like uh, audio. But like, so that's the thing. It's very site-specific, so it's really about the experience. And of course, I will do a version which is stereo of the mixing work, but but you would have to recreate it. So mm -hmm. then I can give you the map of like the building <laughs> where we're going to do it. You have to calculate the measures <laughs> like for, for like sound reverberation. And yes, you can do it at home. But I think it's easier if you just get a, two, a stereo track. Like, Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, how much, I know we, you talked about you moving from Re Reunion to, to France as well. Like, so the transition between those two places, you, we talked about living outdoors. It's, it's a slightly different lifestyle than in Reunion, right? Yes, I think it's also, of course, it's a it's a matter of climate, like it's it's tropical. But but it's true that uh, I noticed that um, when after I moved to Europe, I would say, and I understood what the meaning of the word winter is, <laughs> um, then actually I realized that yes, we kind of live outdoor. If I would say we we there is a very strong connection with the outdoor because. Um, we we have a shower outdoor. We would actually have most of our lunches or dinners outdoor. Uh, we it's really funny actually. Fun facts about Reunion Island is like we have a very strong traditions of picnicking outdoor. I mean, okay, picnicking outdoor. But what I mean is like picnicking in the mountains. We we would even like sometimes. Um, I mean, there's too many cars on the island nowadays. But we would really go to a forest. It's not in a park. We basically <laughs> we live in the nature. And our, uh, of course, uh, there's bigger cities now, but like we always had this tradition of going to the mountains or to the beach and actually uh, having lunch over there. Yeah, that's what I miss here. Where's mm -hmm. the beach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were talking earlier on, you were saying like, it's kind of crazy. We live in these little boxes and we bring plants into them Yeah. Uh, and to try and kind of make our life a little bit greener. And I like that idea, but your project is that, you you know, you're actually bringing people out of the city. It. Yeah. yeah. I want to feel it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun thing that I think uh, we used to live, we used to be more rural. Uh, we actually like um, a lot more people were working in the fields. I know it was also maybe a harder time. I'm not talking about and for everyone, of course. But um, nowadays, I would say like we live a lot in like cities. People come to get a job, and so we start to live in boxes. And then, at least for me, I miss this green aspects in my life so i bring plants inside the box mm -hmm. but actually if i would go more outdoor the plants are there and we should also like i'm mentioning it because it makes me a bit angry that like we cut trees for no reasons mm -hmm. and so so yeah it, it's a funny thing and and in this actually like performance since it's uh, it's about again I, I take the inspiration from my relationship with plants my interpretation of this relationship then yes, why not doing it like outdoor? Mm -hmm. You talk a lot about the freedom of improvisation as well, um, but there's a big contrast between that, that and coding. 
Yeah, it's true. It's a bit paradoxical because I would say, like, if you take um, the way I would choose to to improvise, like, a deci decide on like on the spot of doing something, and if you talk about like coding, then of course, like, I'm sure like all the coders will be like freaking out because it's it's actually like uh, something decided in advance. Like, we write the algorithm, and then we we don't expect we 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 want this to work this way. Uh, but then you can talk about which is more uh, intelli artificial intelligence, where you would talk more about like how you could develop algorithms that are helping a, a, a system to grow and expand by itself. And so it takes its own decisions, and then that would be, in a way, calling improvisation, <laughs> because you have a frame, you have rules, and you let it grow in a way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean. If you think about even like uh, machine learning, that's that's yeah. also about that. Yeah. Um, and what kind of coding do you do? What kind of coding do you use? Well, I, I use different coding on this system, but like uh, I would say there is a part which is more like a, a soldering components, because I have to I use different sensors uh, to 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 take the the signal, the electric signal first, and then I have to amplify it, and then I have to convert it into um, data basically. And from the data, I choose to do what I want, like filtering, uh, of course, so however I want. And then I can translate it into MIDI messages or into what well, this is like, this is just a, a transmission protocol that I have to decide. Uh, and also that I can interface with whoever, like whatever system. Um, in terms of coding itself, then because there is... <laughs> This is an ongoing process, and so I decided to use actually a sound engine, which is very, very fun, uh, Super Collider. Uh, I'm not even sure that I'm going to use it in every show. Uh, this is uh, helping to do audio synthesis, but like coding, basically. So you can basically create instruments by writing code, line, like <laughs> text. <laughs> And so there's a bit of Python actually, like for the like the the visuals, um, the generation of the visuals, and uh, there's a bit like it's more I would call it more like a prototyping uh, like system, which is Max. Um, I'm not an expert in all those, to be really honest. Like uh, I did engineering, IT engineering a while ago, but I still understand the 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 the. the the how I would say, and of course I I this is part also of engineering, <laughs> if I can say, uh, that you look for the solutions even if you have to ask to other people mm -hmm. to help you. So I am really grateful to have actually like uh, uh, answers to my questions to a lot of different experts in these fields, in these mm -hmm. diverse fields. I uh, this is uh, uh, an interesting, funny, uh, interesting and funny question for me because. I'm about technology, but I don't like to stick to one technology uh, because it's this technology. What I need is to choose the way, either technological or not, to achieve the narrative that I want to express. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so this coding is, is for me like really depending on the what's the best for what situation. Yeah. 
And uh, so, tell, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun performance. I'm really looking forward to seeing it as well. So, w tell us when that's going to. When can we see it? Um, the first time, the premiere actually will be at Lova Schutz, which is a beautiful renovated uh, uh, building um, in Zugliget, and it's close to the forest. So that's also a choice. Basically, you could sit in the room and see the forest. So right. again, the same. Yeah. relationship yeah. do you choose to get out of the building yeah. or not um, and so it's on the 7th of february at uh, 7 p.m okay good we'll have to come along and check it out okay thanks very much Jerome. That's thank cool. you thank okay, you very nice much to talk to you. well thank you for joining us today on the creative code budapest podcast my guest was Jerome Lee and he is also the engineer of this podcast. Um, I have to thank the Creative Code Budapest team, especially Eparia Shirita. Okay, join us on the next one. <laughs>